You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with Logan McFarland. And Jason Robinson. Welcome, Jason. Uh, Jason uh, works at the Recovery Cafe Lexington, and we wanted to have him on, man, because we love what other RCCs are doing. We're all trying here to try and help people. And uh, what exactly is your title? Uh, so I'm currently the executive director and one of the co-founders of Recovery Cafe Lexington. Awesome. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, I know that, like, that more of these RCCs are popping up everywhere, and everybody's doing something a little different. So we just wanted to kind of, like, help have you on here to kind of spread the word about what you guys are doing. Um, tell us a little about how you got started in recovery and starting up that RCC. Sure. Um, so my personal recovery, uh, my sobriety date is June 21st, 2007. I came into recovery through the 12 steps and uh, stay fairly active in that today. Um, in that journey, I did a lot of things, for example, uh, volunteering at the jail for, for significant years in there and working with individuals who are incarcerated and saw a huge need for, uh, something outside of the 12 step programs. Um, and that was something that really drove me to a place where when we were presented with the recovery cafe model. I realized that that was kind of the missing piece that I think a lot of people could really benefit from in Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. I know that a lot of people here are really grateful to have this program and have that safe space to come to just hang out, to uh, fellowship with other people in recovery, to learn things. So I think that's a really great thing that we do i've been checking out you know uh your website and your facebook page man and you guys do a lot of uh really interesting things up there um one of the things i really liked was the recovery circles that i saw that you guys do that's something we don't offer that where you know the same people meet you know every week it looked like and i think that's cool like you you really get to get close with a certain group of people uh hold each other accountable encourage each other um what are some of the other things that you guys do there? Well, like you mentioned, you know, the recovery circle is probably, it's what we consider the cornerstone of our program because it is a, uh, like you mentioned, it is a small group that meets every week uh, that's led by a, a peer support person or a recovery coach. Um, and uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a specific group. So we may have people in one recovery circle who are struggling from, trauma through with substance use with uh, housing insecurity all those things so it's not specific to one one specific thing like uh, many of the 12-step meetings are so it allows for uh, really community building on a much deeper level you know it allows people to learn to trust people who are different than themselves it allows people to to grow in in different ways um and and that's uh, that really is the cornerstone. That's where it starts, and we we keep those circles to about seven to ten people, as the Recovery Cafe Network suggests we do. Um, it, like you mentioned, it meets same group meets every week, same time, so a lot of consistency, and there's a lot of opportunity for accountability. And one of the one of the best parts about the 
recovery circle is that you kind of follow a script, you know, what have you been struggling with this week? What's an area of growth and what's a goal for the next week? And then if you're comfortable with uh, allowing for it, you'll, you'll open yourself up for feedback and offer and ask the group to provide feedback if you're comfortable doing that. Um, and it's something that as a board member and one of the co-founders, we've actually been having a, a weekly recovery circle for about six years now. Wow. And it's brought so much cool stuff into my life, you know, really getting to know people on that um, much deeper level that allows me to open up and feel safe and, and to continue to grow in my recovery. Um, yeah. but in addition to that, we do, we do a lot of, uh, as we, we call them sober social events a lot of times. So we do a Thursday night game night. That's been really huge. We kind of, we open it up to the community. Everyone comes, listens to music, shoot some pool, play some air hockey, you know, sits around and plays cards, just ha- has a fun time on Thursday nights. And that's been, that's been really big. We get a lot of, uh, a lot of individuals to, come in that are not aware of us at all. They'll come from some of the local recovery houses and then they decide they want to join up and become a member, which is really awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I know that like we have really big meetings sometimes. And then when we have the really small ones, I feel like I get a lot of more out of the smaller groups. People feel more comfortable sharing in a smaller group. So I think those are uh, really helpful, man. Um, I was looking on there. I was wondering, uh, I saw you have a, a meeting called recovery Dharma. What is that? Is that's an outside meeting? What did, what did they do? Uh, so that's an outside meeting. I am probably not the, the most well-versed in that meeting, but one of our, uh, one of our first employees continues to lead that meeting and they, it's a recovery program based on uh, Buddhist principles. So um, they do a lot of meditating, a lot of reflecting, um, Definitely something that is uh, kind of outside the box and was very different for me when I first learned about it. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, Logan, you had a question about something, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, actually, um, we or we saw on your website that there was um, that you guys include the LGBTQ plus community a lot in the RCC. Um, I think we saw something about like drag shows and stuff like that on there. So I was just curious, do you guys house like um, an LGBTQ plus meeting there or? So, you know, one of our commitments uh, to the community and to the recovery cafe network is to be as inclusive as possible. And, And we realized in Lexington that there were not a lot of real LGBTQ uh, specific or friendly events that were going on, especially in the recovery centers. And, and we really took a hold of that and realized that it was an opportunity for us to, to change that in Lexington. Um, we are currently working on, on getting a couple of meetings together specifically, but haven't, they haven't come together yet. Our assistant executive director is actually working on that and he's planning on moving to Lexington from Columbus soon. So he'll have uh, his feet on the ground more often. Uh, we do, like you mentioned, the drag shows. We've done two so far. The first one, we were blown away. We had several hundred people show up on a Friday wow. night and had some really awesome performers and had some really, it was just an amazing time. It was right around, um, it was Mardi Gras themed. So it was, you know, it, it was, it was really awesome. And it was, uh, that was the first one. And we realized at that point that, that having the space for those sorts of events is really huge. And we will be doing, 
we did another one last summer and we'll actually are in the process of getting our next the Mardi Gras theme event together for this year. So you'll be hearing more about that soon. Awesome. That's really cool. We'll be right back. Hey y'all, did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. So are, your, are most of your meetings uh, AA or NA based or do you have like a smart recovery option? Um, we have not started smart recovery at the cafe. It never gained traction. You know, we've tried uh, some to get smart recoveries and then uh, also some of the mat meetings set up in our space and it hasn't gained traction. So most of the meetings currently are, are, are recovery circles. Uh, we have um, two or three NA meetings and two or three AA meetings a week. Um we do an Emotions Anonymous meeting on Friday night, which which is another small meeting that a lot of people aren't aware of. And then, the uh, like you mentioned previously, the Recovery Dharma meeting. So that's that's simply the extent of our, of our regularly scheduled meetings. Um, like we're really lucky yeah. to have a lot of the uh, – really lucky to have a lot of, of good – 12-step folks around who like to do their special events at the cafe. So we're, we work with them to rent out our space if they want to do like a Valentine's party or a big birthday celebration or whatever that is. And and that's kind of in addition to our, our monthly open mic night where we celebrate all the, all the recovery birthdays within the cafe or anyone else who just wants to celebrate uh, something exciting in their life. So we do that the last Friday every month. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I saw you have the School for Recovery, and uh, tell me a little bit more about that, man. So the School for Recovery is a, a really important part of our model. We try to provide opportunities to grow in all different aspects, and it really is guided by what our members need the most. Uh, the original cafe in Seattle, whose model we follow, they do uh, a ton of really cool stuff. They've been operating since 2004 and have grown and learned and, and have really cool sponsors for some of their events like uh, Run Walk Club and Poetry Class and Creative Writing and things like that. Uh, in our cafe, we typically we do uh, pottery a few days a week, which is really popular and really awesome. I know a lot of people don't think you know, what, what does pottery have to do with recovery? But we've seen some really amazing growth in people who show up every week and get their hands in the clay and, and you know, express some creativity. And that, that seems to open them up for other avenues of positivity in their life, which is really awesome. Um, you know, in addition to that, we do, uh, let's see, I think this week we have... Uh, 
I'm trying to think which one. We have something going on Saturday. Uh, we're, we're doing haircuts for our members on Saturday, and we call it Barbers and Barbecue. That's yeah. one of the things we consider school for recovery because everyone you know feels much better when get a nice, uh, nice clean haircut and can go out into the world. Um, our friend Megan from Uppercuts Barbershop in Paris comes up and, and donates her time and is super helpful with uh, – with doing that, um, we do a lot of job skills stuff and, and trainings along those lines. And uh, we're working on right now, a, like a computer literacy class that we can put together because cool. we do as much as we provide a computer lab and access to resources. There's a lot of a lot of our members don't you know don't understand the ins and outs of a computer, and we really want to help with that too. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I really, I did see that you guys do a lot of art and the pottery thing, and I think that's cool. But I know that, like, coming through this program, I realized how many people in recovery are so talented in so many different ways. Like, I tried to get a, a jam night going off the ground here, but I couldn't get much interest where people would just come. I bought a bunch of, like, little instruments where you just sit around and jam, but I couldn't get a bunch of people involved in But I think the art thing would be something cool to do, ways for people to express themselves and, and also just sit around and fellowship, do something fun. So I think that's really cool that you guys do that, man. Uh, I saw that you guys also have uh, delicious home-cooked meals, man. Tell me more about that. Uh, we do. So one one of the things we committed to is try to provide you know healthy, nutritious meals to our members. Not always home-cooked. Sometimes we have to uh, rely on uh, some outside sources, especially as we've grown to be a little bit bigger. But we, we work really hard. Our cafe manager, Kara... Uh, sets up opportunities for people typically through our Facebook page to commit to doing a meal on a certain day. Uh, we don't have a industrial kitchen right now. So we have, we rely on the community to do those things. So we've got some great partners with, with catering companies and some individuals who, who commit to step up and really showing their love and their support for the community through providing a delicious meal. And, and when we we're open Wednesday through Saturday, so we do, uh, dinner on Wednesday and Thursday evenings, and then we do a lunch meal on Friday and Saturday, uh, to just to provide you know some sustenance. A lot of our members are, are unhoused at this point in time, so we have uh, a lot of those members who who they rely on us for a meal, and we work together with the Nathaniel Mission, who's next door. That uh, they do meals certain days and times too, so we kind of scheduled ours to work where, uh, for the most part, if our, if one of our members wants to get a couple of good meals a day, then they can do that right in the same area. That's really cool. We'll be right back. Did you know that recovery from substance use disorder and mental health go hand in hand? That is why the caring and compassionate mental health professionals at Four Rivers Behavioral Health in Paducah are here to help you find your balance. They are proud of you for making the changes necessary to live a healthier life and would love to see you reach your full potential. Give them a call at 270-442-7121 or stop by the downtown location at 425 Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky. Every day, an average of 130 people die from an opioid overdose. Opioid overdose is the leading cause of death among adults 15 and younger in the United States. The Loxbox helps save the lives of overdose victims, and there are now over 600 units installed nationwide. 
but we can do better. Each unit increases access to naloxone, it reduces the stigma that's often associated with opiate overdose, and it works to save lives one box at a time. We hate that there are so many places in this country that need box units, but the truth of the matter is there are still so many more that need them. Although rescue should not be the only strategy used to address this epidemic, it remains a very important one. You have the chance to improve victim outcomes and the chance to reduce overdose deaths. Whether you're in the private or public sector, you can make a statement that you care. You can install in a box and you can help us save lives. What do you guys do to help with housing and stuff? Do you guys have a program that helps people with that, or do you just connect people to programs like that that are up there? So we recently expanded and opened our second location. It's called Kate's Place. It's it's part of the it's another recovery cafe in the network. We're working really hard with Chastity, who uh, works with Community Action, who really was motivated to start Kate's Place um, specifically to help with the housing stuff. Um, we recently. Start our, the second location is in the A-Hall building in Lexington. We're only open on Friday afternoons and do a recovery circle, but it, it's very uh, specific typically to people who are needing assistance with housing. So we can help them navigate that. They can set up an appointment with Chastity. Uh, we recently received a, a grant from one of the local churches that's going to actually help provide some some cash money, which is often what uh, people need, you know, to put a deposit down or to buy some furniture or whatever it is. So we're really grateful that we've had a, had an opportunity come up where we are going to be able to provide some of that direct service in addition to connecting people with the resources that are already there, which is uh, uh, something that we seem to struggle with in Lexington. You know, there's a lot of resources there, but it's how, how do you connect the people with those resources, especially in a time of crisis or a time of need? And that's something that we, we work really hard to try to figure out because we know we can't do everything for everybody, but it's really good to, to have a good um, a good list of people who you know can help if you need it. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I need to look into that. Would you say that the name of that place was Kate's uh, place? Kate's place. Okay, that's really cool, man. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you what your hours were. Uh, do you guys do? Anything with harm reduction to, in that community up there to promote it? Do you work with any of the – is there a syringe exchange up there? So we do not in Lexington. We do partner with uh, Voices of Hope comes to do harm reduction stuff. Uh, I think they're coming at least once a week now. So we do have their – they'll come and set up their van and their table and provide those services, but it's not a part of what we do at the cafe. Where'd you guys come up with the uh, the name for Recovery Cafe? So we we're actually a part of a network of close to sixty cafes across the country. The, the original one started in Seattle in two thousand four, and they started to share that model in two thousand sixteen, which is about the time that we kind of accidentally got introduced to it while visiting Seattle and visiting a family friend. So it, all the pieces kind of fell together. They do. They call them uh, cohorts, so they'll take in five to ten groups every six months and do the training and provide some kind of basic uh, groundwork to to get people off the ground. And we jumped on that opportunity, and um, it took it took some years to get 
some traction behind us, but once we did, you know, I think we were in the right place at the right time to get the cafe open. So can't take any credit for the name. <laughs> okay. It's really cool though, man. I, I know that for me, like when I came to work here, it was really spiritually rewarding to work with other people and to try and help people. Cause I think that you know, I also worked at a 12 step AA based program and I uh, believe that our primary purpose is to be of maximum service to God and our fellows, man. So, uh, and I find it um, spiritually rewarding to do that and to see, like, you know, you always hear in the rooms to see the light come on in people's eyes, to see that they, them to realize that, that somebody actually cares and that there is help out there and that there is a community of people who are just trying to do something better for themselves, man. And connecting those people is a big part of what these RCCs is all about. Because I, I, we have people come in that, you know, they like, well, you don't know where to go. We don't know anybody in this town. They'll they'll be moved here to live in a sober living house, not knowing anybody. And it's like, you come here, you're going to meet people, you know, and get the chances to have fun doing it. And uh, I just think it's such a great model that, that what we're doing, what you guys are doing up there. Um, Logan, do you have any other questions for him? Um, no, I think we touched on all the questions that I had wrote down. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, exciting coming in the future that you want to, you know, debut here? Um, well, there's some, there is some new news. So the Recovery Cafe Louisville is in the works. So they're, uh, we're yeah. working with that group to get that going. Uh, Kate's Place will hopefully be expanding soon. Keep an ear out for the, the drag show coming up uh, around that same Mardi Gras weekend. Um, I think beyond, beyond that, uh, we just welcome anyone to come in anytime and, and stick your head in and say hello and have a cup of coffee with us. Uh, regardless of why you're there, if you want to be there to be a volunteer or a member or, or you just need a cup of coffee and someone to talk to for five minutes, you know, we're, we're there for you. We're, like I said, we're open Wednesday through Saturday. Our hours kind of vary, but we, we would love to welcome you for a cup of coffee and a hot meal if you're hungry. And um, I appreciate the time to, to talk about the cafe today. Awesome, man. Well, I thank you, Jason, for coming on. And I thank you for everything you do to try and help people up there. And uh, hopefully we can get more connected. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you all the best. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Later. Well, that was pretty good, wasn't it? That was pretty good. Yeah, I think they're doing some really cool things up there. But I uh, just want to remind you all, we're available on YouTube, and you can check out our audio versions on Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean. And as always, stay grateful. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270-444-3621. You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.